This is Brain Fuzz, the art, music, and culture podcast with Joe Camusa and Matthew White. In episode 25, Joe and Matthew are joined by painter and sculptor Tori Tinsley. They discuss the inspiration for her work, studio habits, Agnes Martin, and side hugs. First, Tori shares how a recent mural came together. So, in a previous episode with Sarah Higgins, yes, we were there and we saw your mural mm-hmm. at the uh, Zuckerman on the stairs, entering the uh, the gallery. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that process. Did they come to you? And how much of a scope did you have for that project? So, what happened was with the Wathal Fellowship, Sarah did studio visits with us all. And while she was over, she saw I was working on this kind of um, paper piece that was larger. And I had said, you know, I want to work bigger, but I just <laughs> haven't yet. Careful what you would Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and she was like, oh, you should totally, what about doing a mural? And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And apparently that same week, they were talking about trying to do, an, what they were going to have for the next artist on that wall. And they said, oh, we should do a painter, like a, a local artist, I guess. Who, who paints, who might want to try something new. And I guess it clicked, like, oh, I just saw Tori, and so she threw my name out there, and then they asked, they asked me to submit some proposals. And then, yeah, they chose the, the mountain climbing hug, one of the ones I sent in. And what are the dimensions of that? I, I, uh, I think it's 22 by 24 feet or something around there, um, and give or take. for those of you that haven't seen it, it is over a, like, two-story stairwell. Yes. So you're working on a lift and... So multiple things. They had a boom lift, a scissor lift on each side, and then on... In the middle, it was scaffolding. Wow. So it was a lot of... <laughs> I, I, I got a really good workout. It's a lot of up and down, back and forth, and then I'd have to climb off to see what I was doing, like step back. Yeah. Um, so I learned a tremendous amount. It's fantastic. I mean, it oh, really it, turned it, out it, well. It, and it, thank it, you. Very it's ambitious. And I guess the best thing, though, is when I think about riding around town and seeing all these folks out painting these giant murals, at least mm-hmm. you were inside. And that was so nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> not going to lie. Was that your first time working in that format, that size? Yes. Yeah. And it was great because I was able to have Teresa and um, Sarah there to give me feedback because there are definitely points where I thought I was close to being finished, and they would say, you know, you know, trying, they were tiptoeing a lot, but gotcha. like, this might not look like you think it's looking. Because you know when it's like you're in a, your studio and you're able to step away for a long time mm-hmm. right. um, and come back and you see something new? Well, I was doing this, <laughs> having to learn really fast, but also I had like eight days, you know, um, what was it? like nine to five every day and that was it that was the length of how long I had to work on it so I was having to come in and I wasn't able to process I don't think sure yeah that makes sense um, so it was really nice having their eyes on it and, and helping me push it forward and even I pretty much thought I was done and then they ended up having an extra day of the scaffolding and Sarah called me and said hey <laughs> I just want you to know if you, if you have time and if you want to come in, you want to work on it some more. And so to me, that was saying, why don't you come in and work on it yeah. some more and, <laughs> and, and see how you can push it? 
And so I ran up there, and um, I'm so glad I did because I was able to push some colors that definitely, I think, made it richer and um, right. more expressive. I'd love to see the original Real, sketch. I, do you normally work that way? With in your practice, are you like, do you sketch up or make? you know, smaller versions for oh, your yes. studies for your paintings. Yes. I, it's not for everything. I got to the habit, especially the past year and a half of doing small six by eight panels uh-huh. with those little paint markers, the Molotov yeah. paint markers. I love those. And so I've been able to work fast and um, figure out a composition or color choices. If I like it, then they might go up bigger. So that's been, I did that, that small one or the, Mountain Hug has actually been done a couple times small, and then I have like a medium one, and that was the big one, obviously. <laughs> so a piece of the puzzle that I was missing, mm-hmm. a little bit of context. Oh, yes. Can you tell me about frontotemporal degeneration? Yes. Um, so it is, it is a form of dementia. So, you know, there's an umbrella of different types of dementia. And it's a form of dementia that affects the front, frontotemporal region of the brain. So that's where your um, behaviors are, your language, your ability really to connect with other people, and your personality, you know, just who you are as a person. So um, that is how that particular disease presents itself. And it usually hits people like their mid-50s to late um, 60s. So right when you're about to retire, your kids are like, you know, yeah. might be a, might be grown up, but might not be. Um, yeah, and, and it is one of those things where it's not as common as Alzheimer's, but it's, I think people are starting to see it, tease it out more and more from different types of dementia. Because um, to me, I, I just feel, I guess it's one of those things is where you, if, you, if you buy a car, you see that car all the time on the streets. I feel like I see and hear about FTD all the time now, um, whereas before, obviously, I never had even heard about it. Um, but I do feel like, I don't know if it's coming more common. So I, obviously it had a huge impact. My mom was diagnosed in not, you know, let's see, nine years ago. And it, it took over my life to the point where I, um, it's not that it, um, my mom, she was such a danger to herself at the time that that wasn't really a possibility for her to like to take her in. Um, and we ended up having to find a place for her that was safe. Um, but, but emotionally and mentally, it took up all of myself. Um, and so I was an art therapist at the time, and I got burnt out trying to do everything. And I, I started making sense. my own art again around it to process it, I guess. And, and eventually I was like, Matt, who's my husband, I was like, I, I need to take a break and just focus on me for a while and, um, and, what, and, and, this, and the art that's going on. So that's how that process started. And in terms of the series that have come about, it was just through, well, grad school really helped, obviously, figure out how to create, like, a visual language. Like, that that made sense, I guess, to not only myself, but to maybe other people as well. I don't know. It, but that's how those things evolved over time. So the two figures that we see in the interaction of those two figures... You're communicating the emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So my my hugging figures, yeah. It's this pair that one's always trying to hold on to the other, who's like trying to either get away or is slipping away. Um, but it's about like 
especially now with my mom, she's like physically very present, obviously, but psychologically, mentally, everything, she's gone. Right? Oh. She's like um, very late stage. And I mean, it's been that way all along, but, but now, you know, more so. Um, but it's about, you know, this idea of her physical touch being so comforting and the hugs. My mom was very demonstrative with her love. And so it, it talks about that and also um, just me wanting her to be there. But at the same time, I know that like, I, want her, I want her to go because nobody should be in the state she's in. But, but that emotional, you know, um, thing you have with your, your parents and, like wanting them to stick around. Uh, but yeah, that's where that comes from, and and the, I guess the, I I I play up the emotional facial expressions mm-hmm. with them, um, which I think allows you to connect with the broad spectrum of viewers because like yeah. I think most people can experience yeah. or sense some kind of loss, yeah, mm-hmm. and if they want to dig deeper, mm-hmm. which is smart, I mean yeah. maybe that's kind of an archetype. Yeah. That's the right, oh yeah. You know, but you, you gave yourself some room instead of like, okay, I can get ten paintings. They're out all of this. gonna be sad. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, the whole like what is it, the Jonas face, like mm-hmm. happy, sad kind of thing, I think, hopefully. I love it when people tell me like they're like either like, Oh, that's me and my husband or like that's those are my two boys, you know, and it's that it's great that people can bring their own stories to them. And that's great that I, you're open to that because I think yeah. so often people are like, but no, but your statement says it's about this instead of yeah. just realizing that I think I sometimes, I don't know what your thoughts are, but you know, I've always heard it, you know, once something leaves the studio, it's not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. And the meaning really is up to the viewer, the mm-hmm. reviewer, critic, whatever, um, no matter how didactic one is with a title and a statement. And I think that's great that you're so giving of that this piece can be a gateway for a viewer to have an experience yeah. with I th- it. I think I've had to learn to be that way, obviously. Through. Oh, really? I'm sure at the beginning, well, I'm not I'm sure. I know at the beginning I was like, oh, like, no, like, that's, because I didn't want to, like, share, like, what FTD was with my work, and then I was like, oh, no, it's not getting across. But I've learned to appreciate and see the value in that, because it's not just about me and my mom, and I can't, and it shouldn't be. You know, it's, it is about these, like, universal experiences of these relationships I hate it when people <laughs> tell me that you know the story that they've connected to it and then they want to know where I came up with it and then I have to tell them the story no oh, because really? then it brings it down and sometimes people will very much like be put off by it and not want to like talk to me about it anymore because it's an uncomfortable subject which I totally understand I, it's it's not that I it just I feel bad that I've made them uncomfortable because they were like they, because they're 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 like dark, they're, they're humorous and they look very like funny, and I think I throw people off and I pull the carpet out from under but them a little bit. But if it's in a I, setting, though, I mean, you have all text and your yeah, titles well, are such. Right. This is like a studio, okay. you know, kind yeah. of thing. Or um, I could see that. Or I if mean, they didn't if, read about it. <laughs> I think as a painter, though, like what comes across? Well, no, across your work, because obviously you're a sculptor uh, as well. Um, but I mean, there is an exuberance in your in your mm-hmm. painting, in your mm-hmm. gesture, and in your use of paint, um, which does again another like duality. It belies the seriousness there. Not to say that uh, you know gestural thick paint isn't serious, but mm-hmm. I mean, 
um, I think it's exciting, and I think it gets people in. In, in grad school, there are two. That's the sweet and sour, which is great, because yeah. you want to kind of get wet, and then that comes the bad. Bam! Yeah. Oh, good. This isn't just the, <laughs> you know. Ha-ha, I fooled you. Is that what well, you mean? <laughs> yeah, kind of, or, or at least, you know, um, there, there's more there if one wants to pay attention or dig. So on one level, I just love to see, like, your formal, like, wow, you love to paint. I do love to paint. Mm-hmm. I loved what y'all are saying in the creativity, anxiety podcast about, like, you have to, like, love what you're doing in the studio to, like, make good art, basically. That's probably not what you said. But that's how I interpret yeah. interpreted yeah. it. Because if I'm not loving what I'm making in there, it's not good. It's... What's not good? The work isn't good. The work isn't it's not, good. To me, it's not honest, and it's not, it lacks something, and I come in and I look at it, and I don't like it, and I don't want to work on it if I'm forcing it. Um, but if I'm, oh, yeah, I didn't paint for like a month and a half this past month and a half until yesterday, and I, like part of it was just I was in a, a studio funk, but part of it was I just didn't know what to paint, if that makes sense, and I just went in and started... I'm feel throwing all, feel all freaky for a minute or two. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's great. I was starting to feel like it was like I was sick or something. I had to like get it out, and then I felt great. Like, there's just something about that physical process sure. that is just like nothing else on this planet. I, I'm glad you bring that up because we've talked on a couple of occasions, not to make this therapy episode two, but part two, <laughs> but. Um, but we've talked in the past about dry spells Mm. and so everybody experiences it. Mm -hmm. What made you come out of that dry spell? Oh gosh. Well, I think it was, well, well, part of it was the flood of the studio. Oh, that's right. (laughs) It was that. There was the flood of the studio, which happened a week ago, about a week and a half ago. Um, Yes. Um, so some of it was just cleaning up and reorganizing the space, getting rid of some things. Um, that always feels good, though. It's, yeah, there was a, there there was some fear in some of that. But like once it's done, but, I think it can be very liberating. Yes. And yeah, you, I'm like, oh, it's too bad like, now. Right, have a little more room. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that. I I work at the high um, every couple weeks doing a drawing in the galleries thing and mm-hmm. so I'm going to be teaching a teen kind of workshop and so I had to go into the museum and actually look and see how artists were putting together their like compositions and mm-hmm. how they were painting and yeah. so that I think was part of it I don't know I was just like I'm going and I'm just going to do it even though I didn't have a plan did you have something maybe you wanted to communicate on a conscious subconscious level do you think that that's it or no. Sometimes there are, but no, not this time. I almost think, I want to ask you if it's a different thing, because like, and, and you're going to, you can kick me, but it's like, when I think of the year you've had, and we've been part of a fellowship yeah. together for the last, yeah. over a year, um, and you've just, you've been nonstop busy, yeah. you know, with exhibitions, and you're part of an artist-run space, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like, you're like, you're like Visa, you're everywhere. So how do you not <laughs> I, get to that point, though? I don't, but yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, then you're gonna. There's that other side where you have to kind of crash. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I mean, you did a mural. You, you're teaching. Yes. You know, you, you work. That's something's got to give every now and. Then. I think that's courageous to be able to say, I'm not going to go to the studio. Okay. And I'm sure you're still like, 
you know, feeling that angst, but um, I don't know, because like, I said, like you said, most of us deal with this on some level, and some just push through, and that doesn't mean that the work's going to be any better, and I think maybe the smartest thing you can yeah. do is go do something else. Yes. I, I know. I, I would tell myself that it was normal, <laughs> but it didn't feel normal. I had a good talk with, um, so my mentor from Wathal is Alan Lowell, mm-hmm. and he, I met with him last week too, and um, he's like, oh, it, as soon as it like came out of my mouth, he, it, I could read, he like, he was like, yeah, of course, like, yeah. that was something very normal, mm-hmm. um, and he, he also was saying like, yeah, just like, you just got to give yourself time, and things will happen, and it's not all gone, like, don't worry that you're done painting, and, um, so that was, I guess it is, yeah, just one of these things where you What the post-show high sometimes, you know? Like, there's, right. sometimes there's that crash of just all these, I don't know, expectations and just the, uh, I don't know how you feel when things leave the studio and are exhibited, but, like, for me, unfortunately, that's the only time I get to actually see them. Like mm. You were talking about that familiarity of in your studio after a while. It's just, it's hard to sneak up on your work, and it's, like, until it's hanging somewhere and other people are interacting with it, that's when you're like, oh, yeah, I could have used a little more, uh, or such and such. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, a, you know, an occupational hazard to um, just be exhausted and not know it and mm-hmm. just keep visually, you know? And mm-hmm. you can think back to grad school. Can you remember, like, where you just can't see anything anymore? You're so, like, full of, like, reading and writing and talking yeah, and making. so great. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> You know, when you had it breaks, it's, it's exhausting. Like, I'm yeah. gonna stare at the wall for a while. Yes, yeah, yeah. You just like everything pours out of you, and then you're done. Is that whole process, and along with the flood, is that <laughs> cleansing? Is that do you feel revitalized in some way, or uh, oh, when I'm painting, or with the flood of? Purging? I'd say after the flood, after the flood, after the flood, the, the, purge, the purge, the. Uh, <laughs> But then also what you're talking about coming off of this mm. wave of, of... Yeah, I, I guess I, I think so. I think I... It's not that... I don't think I'm done with the hugs necessarily, but I think that something about this period, about the flood, about I don't know what... Um, things are morphing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a good thing. It's scary because... Sure. Because I'm the hug lady. Well, yes, the unknown. But, but um, and I don't think they're not going to go away. They're just they're, the, my figures are morphing, and it's exciting. It was exciting being in my studio and giving myself permission to not be painting this exact kind of thing that I feel like I should be painting or people are wanting me to do. Um, so that that felt really good, and it felt good. That I had this big dresser that I made. I don't know if y'all saw this cardboard piece I made for the, my eye drum show but it was a, it's like a larger than lifestyle size uh, chest of drawers I made out of cardboard and I like I love that piece but it was huge in my space it took up room it felt like I wanted to get rid of it I didn't know what to do with it so the bottom of that got ruined <laughs> so I um, and it was like they had my studio mates had put it up to help protect it and help it dry, but it had also kind of flattened. (laughs) And I was like, kind of sad, but then I I was like, should I just throw it away? And I ended up like just cutting off the whole back of it. And now I'm thinking I'm gonna like make it into like a structure I can hang on the wall, which was really exciting. Yeah. So 
I finally feel like I have a solution for that piece. So that one, yeah, there was just some, some good things. There was something nice. It, I got all this like beautiful paper I had saved got ruined. Oh. Was my I'm just I was just I think I was the only one in there too who didn't have things up off the ground all the way. But I mean. But see, that's like I learned that from a flood. Live and you learn. It's like everything's on wheels and nothing so touches smart. the ground. And uh, but until it happens to you, you don't know. Um, you know. Yeah. We're we're big on the old uh, studio studio disaster. Fire, Linso, Lins, Lins, fire. No, what? I think one of our earliest podcasts. Yeah, I, uh, I was relaxing on a Sunday morning, reading "On Fire," one of those paper monument books about studio fires, and my wife's like, "You need to get a life." So, so I, so I order the book and I start reading it before bed. It's you know it's great. But it's, you know, people, a lot of it is redemptive in terms of most people. Like aside from like losing like to, like cherished tools and that sort of thing a lot yeah, of people that said actually sad. losing all the old yeah. work yeah was kind of a blessing because it frees you up and like it's true. you know every one of us most of us are dealing with we don't have as much space as we'd like and the more like your older work is hanging around it feels like it can get kind of claustrophobic so For i don't know sure. i try to always just think like maybe i should leave more of it on the ground well yeah <laughs> i don't know but. <laughs> Well, I'm just curious, like, what's, uh, for, for the, uh, for those listening, for our Eastern Bloc listeners, um, yeah, like, what, what, what do you see feeding you? You know, I mean, whether it's influences, whether it's music or cooking, I don't, it can be anything. I'm going to be really cheesy and just say life. And I don't mean just like, oh, you know, everything. I, but, but just weird little, I've just, I've decided to just try to focus on weird little things that come in and, um. Like, us going to the... <laughs> Waffle keeps coming up. Yeah. I guess because I'm here with you. But we went to we went to the Osaba. And, and there are these donkeys there. And, like, who knew... Like, these donkeys would end up being something I would... Because I certainly... While we were there, I didn't think about the donkeys being an influential thing. Or and now like, it's all donkeys. All and the now time. there's just donkeys. And <laughs> lots of donkeys. But... Next show. Donkey. Um, <laughs> donkeys, donkeys. Um... <laughs> But in terms of like, yeah, in terms of fodder for for painting things, yes, that and like I need my time out, and that's where things happen for me. It's sometimes things happen when I'm sketching or playing. A lot of a lot of times things happen that way, but I need that balance. Otherwise, well, I need you've got three like very active studio mates. Yes, which I'm sure is a blessing. <laughs> You know, but like sharing space yeah. with anybody, you know, yeah. is, um, can be, uh, when you're, when you're sitting in, you know, and you're having those existential crises of what's next, you know, mm-hmm. that can be tough. Um, talk a little bit about like, cause what I know of you, like you, you say you like, you tend to work pretty quickly, correct? Yes. It seems like you kind of go in, hit it mm-hmm. and get out, which sounds like healthy mm-hmm. and not sitting around brooding like some of us do. <laughs> um, um that really wasn't a question. I brewed it home. But, no, is there... You mean in terms of being around the other artists? I guess what I was trying to get at is, like, you know, are you one that you need, like, the, the solitary time type of thing versus, I mean, some people feed on being around a lot of oh, other no. people. It's like, oh. I, that kind of makes me crazy yeah. as well. Like, I need a little bit of it, and then I need yeah. to yeah. lock my door. And I have fantasies know. about being like Agnes Martin and, like, going to live, like, on a remote island in the middle of the desert. <laughs> like, for, like... An island in the middle of the yes. desert. I like it. Do you know those? She would go and like, yeah, yeah. there's like a moat for like six yeah. months. 
Like that sounds, in my head, it sounds amazing. I'm, I'm not as social as probably people think I am. It's okay. No, I, I got a kick out of that because like when I, uh, getting to know you, that was one of those when you like told me that, you yeah. just it's like, oh really? Because no, no one would believe that, like, you're right, because you're always smiling and you have such a great okay. attitude. But you're human, which is nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just like, but it, everything's it, great. Yeah. But it, I've just, it's a learning process. I'm just trying to figure out what and you're, how. You're constantly learning. And everyone is yes. different. They're, each approach is different. Yes. And guys like Joe that have this drive and this work ethic where they... Uh, no, you are in here. You, As you say something for the pile every day, right? Isn't that what you <laughs> say? Yes. Very romantic. I something love it. Something for the pile. <laughs> but that's what you say. And um, I have to make a lot of things though to get something. Yeah. Okay. And that's part of the constant R&D. Cuz then also like, you know, you talk about writer's block or something or artist block. It's like mm-hmm. if, you work, if I work on one thing, I think then there's that like but now what? Like if you finish a novel mm-hmm. sometimes, it's that it's really hard to get into another book. That's why I always have read like multiple things at yeah. once. It's just a way to short circuit the... I mean, I know people that are scared to death of a blank canvas. To me, that's the best thing. The first couple passes on a painting, because you can do no wrong. It's mm-hmm. finishing them is the hard mm-hmm. part. Like, oh, great, now what? How do I edit this thing down? And um, like, So what are you... Like, are you like a daily? Or No. I want to be. Is there a structure, though? I have like, like it on my calendar. I should be so there. So you block out day, areas. But I don't. I'm really bad about following my own structure. You just sound more, apparently, more like an artist. Yeah, when I was little, apparently this person I, I had like an assessment done when I was really little of like what kind of school I should go into or whatever, and they told my parents that I needed a lot of structure. Oh. <laughs> Even though it wasn't a wild child, it's just like I think that if I have my own way, I'm gonna be doing like, oh, wherever my like fancy leads me. Um, What's your so, astrological sign? I'm a Cancer. Ah, oh, knew it. Really? Yeah. Is that what they're like? I knew it. Yes. Oh. And I should have written that down and then <laughs> Reveal like revealed a it so that you. Magic trick. I, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, cool. That is me. Um, but no, yeah, I. But that sounds more romantic. I mean, I think that's the part where when people hear like you do this every day, suddenly they like realize like, oh, that's kind of unromantic, and it sounds like a job, which is like, well. On some levels it is, and it always goes back to how do any of us find that, how do you jumpstart that and find creativity when you are maybe, Mm. you know, I I never want to admit the word boredom, but like, yeah, it happens. How does it not? So how do you jump your, you know? But something that's been interesting to us in the conversations we've had recently is people take that creativity and they Mm -hmm. may not be working on the thing that they're known for Mm -hmm. a given time but they take that creativity and they apply it to whatever that endeavor or project is and Mm -hmm. then you know so if you jump to curation you know that it's that part of your brain is still engaged I think we're always all working yeah all the time I I believe so too maybe it's when you're cooking or you're watching something or when you talk about the hours though like and again to look at like your and not to I know you're gonna I don't want to I'm not trying to embarrass you but you look at the hard work in terms of like that your CV reflects it. Uh, yeah. the exhibitions that you've done in the in just in the last year. That's three full time jobs in and of itself yeah. in terms of making that happen, making the work, yes, I've been writing been... about it, photographing it, like all of that stuff. So then to try to put the added pressure, and there are a lot of people in town that do it, that run spaces and have full time jobs. Yeah. I'm in awe. I know I am too. And I'm I one don't of those like I 
you know, it's I come here and do this, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I wish I could do more. But mm-hmm. so I think it's it's refreshing when people acknowledge that you know, I I need to take care of first and foremost like my career and yes. my work. I I will say I'm extremely fortunate, and I I um, recognize that I have the time and the space to be doing all yeah. that I've been doing because I know a lot of people it's not that easy. But you've worked um, hard to get to this point, you know. Yes. But I also have, it's nice having some financial support from sure. my husband and, right. and grant money and things. It's um, very, very fortunate. I feel very lucky for a lot of the stuff that's happened this past year. Um, Which, along those lines, Joan Mitchell, tell, tell oh, us about yeah, that. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't know what to tell you. No, tell us <laughs> because just, you're nominated I, for I was, that, yes, yeah. yes, you're nominated by someone you don't know who it is. I, um, it was me. Thanks so much, Joe. <laughs> I, I didn't want to ask you. Wait, stop and throw that on, you know, <laughs> keep you busy. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I have a, I have an inkling, but I'm not sure. It's faculty, though, isn't it? I don't think it is. I've oh, been cool. told it was someone. I've been told it was someone who came to my studio after I moved into my new space, and I'm not sure who that is. Someone knows, but they didn't tell me. But like all these opportunities, don't, don't you know. think feed on, you know, that's something that like you always, um, I always enjoy when we're talking and it reminds me that, you know, like you do need to stick your neck out and say yes to things because, and yes. I always believe they can lead to something I else. I agree. But like, I think you're a prime example here yes. of like, the more you're doing and the more you're, mm-hmm. I know these are ugly words to some people, but like, let's face it. The networking is, if you just sit in a studio all day, like, it's, it's they're true. not going to come knock on your it's door. And, yeah. and even, you know, we were talking about if you should apply to those shows where you have a fee. Yeah. But I've had two um, exhibition opportunities. Like, one is solo yeah. in Brooklyn. Nice. Tiny hallway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's tiny. I'm excited about it. But a hallway kind of space. Um, but from, like, a small works, like, call up there like that you had to pay money to and so it's one of those things where I go back and forth I don't you know I don't do them as much because obviously I'm like fine doing what I'm doing now but um I just I don't I feel like it's bad form to just like say no I'm not going to do this anymore because x y and z I think it's just good to I guess be open to what might the possibilities might be and evaluate yes but and also like I I talk to a lot of people about that and let's there are plenty of calls that are worthwhile that have like the quote processing fear whatever yes. like, I don't think there's any way you can grow and just do like the free stuff it yes. just let's it's a yeah. fact of life yeah um, obviously there are some things like the vanity galleries and like that that that's up to other people like that's not yes. my thing like, no that's not the way to go but I think that's fantastic you know, I think I, what you're saying is that extreme vetting is called for Sure, yeah. you know, and just either that yeah. or if you have, like, unlimited budget for shipping work and all that, like, hey, have at it. So oh that's God. the other, that's <laughs> the other I've part learned the hard it's way. Did you really, did you? Yes. I was like, oh, I'll just send this up there if I get it in. And I got this, like, larger piece in, and I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yep. I'm never <laughs> doing this again. <laughs> you don't expect to get it. You get it. No. And now you're on the I'm hook like, for shipping. super, like, hopeful it would sell, and it didn't. And, yeah, that was not fun. I would like to say about just going back to the, the idea of like having making something interesting is something you find interesting in the studio right and that propelling you forward in a way because you're not making something they're dreading which I feel like I've had to do a good deal of 
more recently. Work that you're dreading, mm. do you mean because you've I, like said there's a yes, deadline? There's it's a not deadline just, or there's, yeah, a, there's money attached to something or um, like the animation project idea I did. I was really excited about it in the beginning, but but the more I got into it, the more I was, I was like, this isn't fun. Like, I don't want to be in here doing this and finishing this. And so I had to force myself to work on it. And, um, and not that and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the end result. You know, it, it, it's fine. It, but, it, but I, it was one of those things where, um, I don't know if it was, it, it, I don't know if it, it probably couldn't have been a whole lot better if I'd been like, yeah, like, let me get in here. And it's even like working with a gallery or, you know, these things where just, it, it adds this weird sense of weight to things that I don't want to deal with. It's the job aspect. Yeah. In terms yes. of, like, the reality yeah. of, like, yeah, I, there are parameters that I have to meet and a date, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people, like, the minute there's a show deadline, that's it. You talk about freezing up and it's, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. That's it's so weird. Very difficult, you know. I think there's people that can just when you're just making whatever the hell you want to make. That's a mm-hmm. totally different story that's versus wonderful. you know like those that do commissions. How it yeah. should be all the time. Ideally, <laughs> on an island in the middle of the desert. Yes. On an island, yes. In the desert. On an island that won't flood though. Yeah. Yeah. So well, are you saying? Desert. Oh, so for Agnes Martin? Yes. Now you would want them. Yeah, I would love to try that out for a year. <laughs> See, I think in 72 a, hours, you're, you're thinking... There's no AC. I mean, she's yeah. pretty rough. She did, and she did... She suffered from some oh, yeah. Yeah, mental yeah. illness. But, but, yeah, she... Like, she... Do you, do you know the story, I'm, too? I know... Go ahead a and tell the story. Bit. Tell so the story. She, she had this house, and, like, half of the year, there would be, like, a moat around it. So she would be cut off from everything. So anything she needed for that time period, she would have to bring over. Like, people couldn't get across unless, I guess, they had a boat. I don't know. But I think that's, like, Is this the one that great. she built? I think so. And like she, it was like a Pilgrim's Progress kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. she took her years to build this thing. And I think she had help for a little while. From... Do you want to build it or do you no. want it built for you? Of course you want I want it built, built for me. You want to pull up, I just, Uber pulls up, drops you I, off. I and... think, yes, yes. I think there's just something. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. I'm not one for much manual labor, but. Yeah, I, and yet, I think. <laughs> and yet, you've done quite a bit when you think it's about like, it. But I'm very, I won't say I'm lazy, but I, I tend to, I tend to be drawn to things or find out a way to make something that has like the least amount of resistance in my path to get to where I want to go. So like building things from the cardboard, it's like I could... I, in my head, I, I, well, I just bought some clay. I'm really excited. It also got me back in the studio. But I'm going to be working with some clay to make some things rather than the cardboard. But I would love to make something huge out of clay. Like, but how the heck do you do that? And I need to build an armature. And, and like, hire somebody to help me build that. And yeah. where do you store that? And how do I... Anyways. But I'm like, yeah. I think you're hard on yourself. Because, so, I mean, I... Have you seen my panels up close? I've looked at them. I'm saying the last... They are so rough. But, they are so rough. But there are also people that really want to see really loose, rough paintings. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of people. They, like, so unfortunately, I, I get the opposite. They're like, hey, kid, you know, let's get a little goes with antiseptic, <laughs> you know. Um, um, but I think, like, we there's so many choices that we're faced with. Like, I think that's smart. That's uh, to, to reason what's the best tool or material for this job versus torture. Yeah. There's enough torture just trying torture to make myself. this stuff. I know. It just... Um, 
I wouldn't be in there, unfortunately. This is an ongoing, um, I'm such a, people hire me out for cocktail parties. I'm like, don't talk about criticality. <laughs> but uh, I just hear, like, whenever artists get together, aside from talking about money, um, it's instantly, you know, into uh, how hard this work is. Or I hear it where most people are very hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just, do you think that's the nature of um, just kind of a creative life? Is that a downside? In terms of how we yeah. look at work, it's not necessarily like we're like, oh, like, he sucks. Why? I don't mean I that kind so. of stuff. But just that constant considered evaluation of things. I think we should be. I've definitely met artists that are not that way. Who are that's like, true. I'm amazing. Oh, I have a problem yeah. with that. Yeah. But I'm saying, but do you, think there's a neg- do you feel like there's a price for what I'm... I'm trying to keep it on one side um, of the net here in terms of like that... I think it just makes us better artists if we're constantly pushing ourselves or, I mean, I guess your self-worth can be damaged if you're really thinking you're terrible, but I, I think, I think it's important to always be questioning what we're doing and there are moments I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I love this piece I just made. I'm so excited. And then the next day I'll be like, I'll see something online and I'll be like, I'm terrible. Like, what am I thinking? I'm never going to do this again. So really, I think that a lot of this comes from what you envision when you set out, and then the reality. Or just looking at, like, social media, and just then suddenly, like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Everyone's (laughs) on some great vacation or residency, or, you know, it's like, okay. When you're talking about the cause, and applying to the cause, and qualifying them and struggling with that Mm -hmm. you know you're talking about all this and yet you've accomplished so much within the last Mm -hmm. year two years it's 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 staggering you say you're lazy I'm not seeing it (laughs) I'm really not um is it do you think it is that you are maybe more efficient in your work I think I I don't think I don't know if I, I don't think I'm more efficient um I think that I just I do I think there's a lot of luck I think there's I think I have a lot more time perhaps and um do you like do you write out goals like that kind of stuff oh yes every so do you really I have yeah every year at the beginning of the year I do a kind of a vision board nice a real Um, vision board a real vision board you cut out from magazines um yeah not as not like not like in the secret <laughs> first time you've seen this movie but um but I do I like what what I what I really do it's not as much images but it's more I I literally am like the date the year at the top and I'm like these are the things I want to do in every area of my life this year and I I write them down I'm like so you know if it's like my health or like my being around my family or but yeah for for my um career it's I'm like these are the things I want to try to hit this year and typically like I will I think it's subconscious but I will like somehow focus in on that or things will happen it's like I really do think it's like no I think you have to I mean I don't want to be too cheesy but I there is like a a a weird like visualization maybe yeah or if you believe in it like you're drawing these things to you and so going back to the assessment that you received as, as, a, as a, how old were you when you got the oh assessment? God, like six or something. Oh, oh. I mean, like school, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you've done, what you are doing is giving yourself yeah. structure. Yes. 
Yeah, I do. Because what I'm hearing is very structured. Yes. Yeah. I've never I... sat down to do a vision board. Oh, y'all should. But you bet you write so out. Fun. You don't write out goals or? Not, no, all my stuff is tactical, short-term garbage. I need to. I need to. So I, I need to be playing a long I, game. I think you know. I don't believe it. What? I'm calling you on that one. No. Mm, no. 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 I really need to. I need to do a vision board. Yeah. What, what's your substrate on the vision board? <laughs> it's a... Acid-free phone cord? <laughs> archival? I hope. Is it... What is it? off the floor. Piece, it's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper. Did your vision what? board... Was it damaged in the floor? It was not. <laughs> it is hidden away in my house and no one sees it but me. Okay. If I made a vision board, like I yeah. might end up spending months on making this thing amazing. Probably be like a steel. <laughs> yeah. and that's why I just write everything down because otherwise it... Like, no, no, you got to get back to work. Or if you're too linear, yeah. you won't do anything until yeah. you get the vision board exactly. done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I and I do like I if I know there's a deadline coming up, I put put it in my calendar. So I try to like hit it. You before told me that that you have like all the things. I, not all of them. But like you can look. I on try. Because I think about that, and that is like you know like maybe totally cheesy, like food for the journey. But um, if you don't have stuff pending. I think I don't have yeah. things pending, yeah. something to look for, yeah. forward to. Um, then it, you get to that point, like, well, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just making stuff, which yeah. again sounds ideal, but like again, just filling up yeah. a studio full of stuff. Like, there's got to be at this point in, in like our, our careers, yeah. like it's, yes. there's got to be. Yeah, and you know. I hate saying it, but like I I I've, I always enjoy doing well in school. Like, I think it was like I. I I liked my parents' approval. And I think there's something tied to that, like me being like doing, getting these kind of recognition things where I can work towards something and I, like it's a goal achieved beyond just, I think, and there's the other side of me that just really needs to make this work and there's like but, a high off of that. But it, bringing those together has been really it makes it good real, for me. Though, if you think about it, because I mean, I think about this all the time. Like, you just think, like, it's all relative, too. One day you think, like, yeah, this is actually, you know, things are going okay. And, and then there's other times where you think, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, when people are getting up and going to mm-hmm. an office job or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And oh my God, I'm going I, can't, to, I can't. I'm going to the studio kind of thing. But you're turning it into, like, a legitimate, or those are, those are, Signposts of the legitimacy of what you're doing. You are a, like a living, uh, working I, artist. I enjoy of just... that. Yeah, I enjoy those that aspect. I don't think everyone does, and I think that that it's helped me because I'm like there are days I'm like I just I don't want to do today. I think I just want to like fill out an application or like I want to work on my resume and like updating it or my website. Yeah, but you're not staying home all day and watching cops or something, no, right? No, there yeah. are days. <laughs> That happens. Well, it's but not I cop, go with it? it. It's usually Real Housewives. Is it <laughs> really? Okay. Hey, Rauschenberg had a TV on in a studio almost all the time. Oh. Sound yeah. down, apparently. Yeah. 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 It is it's nice having that Some sound people need in the background. That visual. Yeah, that constant. Oh, yeah, I turn NPR on all day. crazy. See, I was, I was afraid we were spiraling it into therapy part two. <laughs> What are your, what are your, I'm glad. Oh, that's me. But I think turn it's me. The I last can, minute there. And we're with an art I, therapist here. I tend to do that to conversations. I'm not going to lie. Things happen. I think I, I it's think like it, natural. I think it's most art people. I, is it? Yes. Oh, Except okay. for you. Okay. No. I just don't, I am paranoid that I am just like the biggest downer that I instantly ask you so well. Funny. Um, yeah. My, my practice is, uh. <laughs> well, all right. 
What do you think about side hugs? Side hugs? Yeah. Glad we got into hugs. Side hugs I enjoy more typically, depending on who the person is. I it's funny, there are people <laughs> I don't like to hug. And there are people I feel perfectly fine hugging. But every I think everyone assumes I like to hug because of my work, and actually I don't really. I don't really. I don't Do you really have like... people come up to you and Oh yeah. Because of the work want to hug? So. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Or they think I'm very like I gave you a hug because I feel like we already know. We each already other. I'm a little more open to a hug. When it's not this hot out. Right now, I'm like, I don't really mm, want to. I don't want to touch anyone. I'm kind of feel a little uh, clammy. I don't want to hug anybody. Well, and see what you don't know. I was telling Joe before. Connect with Joe and Matthew and find out more about this and other episodes at brainfuzzpodcast.com. On social media, share your thoughts and comments with hashtag brainfuzzpodcast. Now, go put everything on wheels.